0: on Hey everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every story made as
1: to Z. i'm adam and i'm
0: zach hi adam how 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 are you doing today are you feeling are you feeling feral are you feeling raw <laughs> are you feeling primal
1: well last week you know we did our Hornheaders episode where we did sort of a daredevil episode and we did get some feral wolverine and i feel like we both really needed more wolverine so this is an all wolverine episode snicked 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 bub
0: snicked, yeah, that's us. <laughs> we're the snicked bubs. Um, we're we're a podcast that goes snicked. We're really exciting people here, <laughs> and uh, it's the longest night, so we're gonna do a uh, Wolverine episode, all about different Wolverine stories that Wolverine is in. And this is not a prank. This is not this is not a trick. Not trying to make someone have the worst day at their job. This really is an all Wolverine episode, and it's not a trick like the Daredevil one was.
1: <laughs> yeah, Daredevil. That sounds I mean, like
0: I'm implying that this isn't a Wolverine episode. I, <laughs> I do want to reassure people this is a Wolverine episode. Oh, I just is. drove eight hours today, so I'm exhausted.
1: Well, let's get right into it with uh, a story that um, I think might be uh, beloved by some um, Wolverine. It's popular. Is, <laughs> yeah. Is,
0: is the way i describe it. And this is the story that uh, initially came to us from Patreon supporter and uh, longtime fan of the show, Will. Uh, Will, as you might know, went on over to patreon.com slash, well, I think back when he was, when Will was doing it, it was patreon.com slash Xavier Files, which is two URLs ago.
1: Hmm. That's true.
0: It is. It's, it's now patreon.com slash comicsxf. That's where Will would go today if, <laughs> uh, if Will wanted to jump in there and uh, reach deep down to his heart and his pocketbook and throw a couple of coins in our coffers. Uh, if, do you wanna keep, uh, uh, if you want to keep ComicsXF running? If you don't give, the site's going to go dark. Um, that's the thing. The, the guy that runs it, Zach, he's underwater. And I mean... <laughs> If you listen the podcast is free and if you use the podcast don't you, don't you think you should give I didn't Adam I can promise I didn't even watch I think you should
1: leave recently did You just, you just did the you, I think you should leave thing
0: I did two of, I've done two of them in this episode I don't even like that show that much I think it's a perfectly serviceable sketch comedy that Come I watch on. so that I can understand the internet.
1: It's like, really funny. Um we're getting away I think from it's, ourselves I think it's here, fine. Zach.
0: I think we... it's fine. I don't <laughs> think Will should leave. I think I think you should join Will in supporting us on Patreon. Uh, yeah. but Will suggested a story that is, you know, you say beloved. I think I think popular is the right word. There are I am sure there are people who think this is the coolest story ever. It's <laughs> Wolverine Volume 3, 20 to 31 enemy of the state also technically agent of shield they're one story they're yeah. collected in the same trade paperback i'm not i'm not spending more time on this mark millar john romita junior klaus jensen paul mounts uh story than legally we are required to because we'll <laughs> give us dollars
1: uh so we're just doing it in one yes well, we're just and- doing it you have to because you, you need the resolution to the story, um, and uh, this is a Mark Millar joint. So, um, boy, I was glad to see the John Romita Jr. art, uh, but I was Warf- real nervous nervous about that Mark Miller uh, stuff. Okay,
0: so let's let's be clear because this will be a point of contention, and I do want to get back to the art. Uh, this came out. That uh, was published December two thousand four, so probably came out uh, a bit earlier that year, October ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a twelve issue, two part or two you know arc mega series under the Marvel Knights banner. Oh right, uh, which which this whole Wolverine what run was under, I think. I think in the middle of Frank Thierry's run of Volume 2 of Wolverine is when they switched over to Marvel Knights, but I can't be sure of that. They may have just done it for... They may have just switched it over when Greg Pak took over Volume 3, but I'd have to look, and that seems like a lot of effort right now (laughs) because, again, I drove a lot today. I didn't prep the podcast. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) I don't think we're so concerned about... Uh, how, how, when it started, but this is under that Marvel Knights banner, which was, you know, the, the Joe Quesada. It started Quesada. At 13, by the way. Which at ep- Marvel which Knights thir-
0: 13. It, in the, I said Greg Pak, excuse me, it's Greg Rucka. Oh, okay. Uh, who relaunched the book at number one, and then at number 13, it becomes a Marvel Knights title. Though it may have, been, now actually I have to check the, uh, I have to cross-reference the credits for number one with, yeah, so it was always, number one of Wolverine uh, Volume 3 was still edited within the Marvel Knights uh, oh, group. So that okay. was that was under uh, Axel Alonso at the time, who is editing this one as well. Okay. Uh, um, so, it's Enemy of the State, 20 through
1: 31. Can't say that there's probably much editing going on here um as as i noted uh when we talked about old man logan uh and that arc I, I always get the feeling that that mark miller um like thinks he knows who these characters are and then he writes them in such a way where you realize he has no idea who these characters are and gives them I, voices and motivations that are just like so just weird I do not d- <laughs>
0: I do not think Mark Miller knows who these characters are. I there's a story that was passed around our slack recently about Mark Millar. We're pronouncing his name differently because we're bored. I don't know. I don't know which one's right. It's fine. I don't you know. We're talking about Mark. Y'all yeah. know Mark. <laughs> there's a story that's going around around the time of Civil War where at the editor's retreat, uh Mark Millar was like, "Yeah, your guys a civil, war. Oh, cause he's cause he's Scottish, so oh, your guys a civil war. Yeah, who won that one? Eh, but it wasn't <laughs> a joke. He didn't know, and I understand that they don't teach American history in Scotland, and that's fine. We don't need to be, you know, Amerocentric, but also pop culture. I feel like is pretty." Amerocentric, so i feel like you would have picked up via osmosis that the slave people lost that one. yeah you might have
1: you also might the have taken a slaves. guess
0: <laughs> just just a guess <laughs> wild that the man yeah i don't think mark miller is that smart of a dude i think great at making comics that teenage boys love
1: hmm I, I think the best equivalent that I could, could bring here is that it feels like a blockbuster piece of entertainment that is being designed for the masses. It's going to have big, big action pieces and, you know, it's it's going to be like blood and guts and everybody's going to like, you know, things are going to explode. Um, whether there's actually any character stuff in there is like debatable. And it, it you know, it's it's not that, dissimilar from like going to see a 20th century fox x-men movie like you know it's not going to be the x-men but it's going to be some version of them and um you know for the most part we we just have a a a fairly small cast for this so and wolverine is the the premise behind this is fairly simple um there is a group called the dawn of the white light they have teamed up with hydra um and and the hand and the hand, and uh, there's a new supervillain, the Gorgon. You may have you may have heard of the Gorgon. Yeah, um, the
0: the Gorgon tried to fornicate with a rock once.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I forgot about that. We from have Ten to of get swords.
0: we have to get back to the fact that for some reason I like Gorgon now, because <laughs> this this story does not make me like Gorgon.
1: Well, this is the introduction that. of Gorgon, and correct
0: um, first he, appearance.
1: He's a very Mark Miller character. He like, you know, murdered his parents when he was three or something, and now he can turn people to stone with his eyes, just like a real myth. Also, he's Gordon. he's the
0: best at everything. Is right. the thing right? He's the best. He's the best samurai. He works with all the ninja, mm-hmm. all the ninjas everywhere, all the ninjas. Yes, uh, multiple ninjas is who he works with, and they they trick Wolverine into looking or into looking for this kid who goes missing in Japan, mm-hmm. and then double trick him into dying and being resurrected as uh, as an agent of the Hand. You know the Shadow Demons, right? Ninjas, the mm-hmm. ninjas, the Shadow Demon ninjas. Yeah, uh, and then he does then he does Shadow Demon ninja stuff for. Six issues, and Adam, Wolverine as a bad guy is like, okay, that's a very 14-year-old boy thought. Like, what if Wolverine <laughs> just lost it and he turned on the heroes? Um How many people do you think Wolverine kills in this story? Well, ooh. I, w- I want to know your number. I want to know your number of how many people Logan, Lucky Jim, James Hallett, the Wolverine kills in this story
1: well he doesn't actually kill any superheroes he goes after Phantasmus. yes he does he absolutely kills north star which we'll get back to that okay hold on a sec that happens later 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 and that's not when he's a bad guy that's after yes he's it is a good is. guy no that's a, no well he it kills is, north okay, star but then when he's back then the
0: hand resurrects him and then north star Thank is effectively you. dead until mike Carey brings him back fine okay right i'm not he, Make it, um, right? We got to get back to him killing North Star, but yes, we'll okay, put a pin in that will. one.
1: But he's mainly killing bystanders, uh, bystanders, and how many? People.
0: How many people? Because because if you read closely, the story gives you numbers. Oh, really? I want you to know. Just
1: just tell Adam, me because I don't know.
0: I want to hear your guess. I want to hear your guess. Uh, Hundred. Wolverine in this story kills anywhere between five and seven thousand people oh please (laughs) that no that is text because it says he killed it says he killed five thousand people when he was possessed by the hand and he killed seventeen hundred people in his revenge against the hand
1: oh my god i must have missed that um it's two specific
0: lines and it's blowing my mind because if you want this to be a serious meditation on the violence that Wolverine causes and the in the damage that him doing this does to lives, which may not be in this story but is important to keep in our minds for later. You can't have a comically large number.
1: <laughs> well, and you don't see a man him. a man killing
0: 7000 well. people with knives. Is too many.
1: <laughs> you don't. See All him he do has that is either. knives, right? You, I mean,
0: you do he, see him. You do see him kill a lot of people and destroy a helicarrier.
1: Oh, sure, but it's certainly not that many. Um, and I guess apparently, apparently it is. the 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 real like, um, you know, draw here is supposed to be Wolverine going after the superheroes. So we see him go after the Fantastic Four. We see him go after Daredevil, um, but. He never gets any of them. Um Electra is always on his tail. Electra's working for Shield for some reason. SHIELD is always on his tail. I
0: honestly can't tell you why.
1: Yeah, I don't even care. Um
0: She's getting paid she's getting paid a ludicrous amount of money is actually why. She does say that.
1: Sure. Um and all of this is, you know, like in service of this very, very silly plot with Gorgon, who is now Hooking up with um Baron von Strucker's wife, who is like Oh yeah, uh, the Baron oldest von woman Strucker, alive.
0: Yeah, he has a nearly immortal wife who is evil Hydra lady. She's also wildly irrelevant to the plot for being introduced. Like she's there and then Baron Strucker's murdered so that uh Gorgon can take over Hydra. Uh well murdered he gets his head cut off by Gorgon because he realizes that he has mm-hmm. lost control of his thing and also he gets cucked uh, and loses his wife, too. And I mean that in the very, very specific sense, not in the I like Donald Trump sense. I mean, he steals he steals his wife and then cuts off his head and then sleeps with his wife a lot. Uh, which, I don't know what Miller's trying to do here because it's just... It's just It's weird. not even... It's not even, like, ha-ha, gross old people sex. It's just a... It's a weird plot point that he fixates on. Yeah. Like, they he just, just spends a weird amount of time for how irrelevant it is and she is to the plot because eventually she dies in Wolverine's rampage without really doing anything of any significance. No. No. He could have just point. killed he could have
1: just killed Baron Strucker and been like,
0: Now now I have now I have Hydra.
1: <laughs> I am
0: the two heads.
1: Yeah. So um about midway, you know, through through this uh, twelve issues, um, Shield gets Wolverine back. They reprogram him. He becomes a hero. Hydra slash hand slash whatever. Uh, Dawn of the New Light um, re- recalibrate their plan. They capture a whole mess of like s- like supervillains and a couple superheroes like Z
0: List supervillains. Right, too. Like, like people you've never even... heard of.
1: They then throw like, them all at a Helicarrier, at, at a S.H.I.E.L.D. Helicarrier. Um, a
0: second S.H.I.E.L.D. Helicarrier.
1: <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, Wolverine kicks butt and saves the day, and that's about it. I mean, like, there's not much to this story. Um, he does, yeah. as you say, kill Northstar.
0: Northstar gets... so. The last act that Wolverine does as a possessed evil hand guy is he attacks the X-Men. He goes to kill Kitty Pride, Kitty phases, so that she doesn't get stabbed to death, which is fair and reasonable. And anyway, Wolverine runs Northstar through with his claws into a tree, killing Northstar, a character who had not done anything in this story beforehand. So that's a weird thing to kill him off. Interestingly enough, Adam... The month that that issue came out, do you know how many times North Star died?
1: Oh, multiple times. Correct.
0: North Star died three different times that month. In <laughs> this, in the Akira Shida Age of Apocalypse, and mm-hmm. in X Men: The End. Those are three stories run out of three different editorial groups, and Marvel killed off their most. High, their highest profile gay character in 2005, which for the youngins, and it's weird that we have to say the youngins, uh, North Star couldn't like get married and like 2005 was not a good time for any of this. Like there were yeah, this constant is... laws about putting, uh, I'm trying to think how they even describe, like the Prop 8 crap in California mm-hmm. was after this. So this right. is like wild that they did that they they killed him th- f- three times and then he gets resurrected by the hand and plays a role in the next six months of the book but he ends comatose with all of his friends and family thinking he's dead
1: yeah and which is you, a
0: weird way for miller to end
1: this and you don't he see obviously him again had no plans for that you don't see him again until the children of the vault um reprogram him in supernovas so it's yep. an interesting turn for the character Um, there's all these little like things that are supposed to be like big reveals and twists like Electra who dies and then gets resurrected by the hand, but then was really undercover for the hand and like kills, kills their leaders. And then they, you know, okay. I mean, it's all in service of these, like these big actiony moments. Every issue ends with a splash page. Some of them are like interesting. Other ones are like, wait. Why do we need a full page close-up of Baravon Strucker who like just looks like Professor X? I don't know if I need that. Um, I think the thing that got me through this story was, and I know there's a lot of debate about this out there, but I really enjoyed John Romita Jr. and Klaus Janssen's art here. I thought it was fantastic. It does get a little sloppier towards the end. You can tell that there are certain parts where they got a little rushed, but I really just, as a fan of of JR JR, I did enjoy uh, the the artwork that was that was in these issues, but the story itself is just this clunky mess, uh, you know. And I find myself increasingly like I, I I don't know what Mark Miller stories I have ever enjoyed, but this definitely was not one of them.
0: I have a different opinion on that in that while i tend to like john romita jr Mm -hmm. i tend to like john romita jr to like 1995 maybe so 2004 john romita jr i kind of hate he's he's hyper blocky i i think the inks i think klaus jensen I don't think Klaus Jensen's doing anything, like, bad with the inks. I think he's working off of some pencils that are stylized in a way that I dislike. I... And that makes it tough for me. I I don't feel the kinetic action that this story needs, and in fact fell asleep three times trying to read it. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, this I can is a, see... This
0: is a bombastic action movie, and I was like... Ugh. I cannot stay up. It was not even late. It was like four in the afternoon and I was reading it and I was just like out and my wife finds me. She's like, Zach, what are you doing? I'm up. I'm good. Yeah. See, I read this Wolverine.
1: When I, when I look at the artwork, I still feel like the propulsion. I still feel that, but I, I'm right there with you. I feel like the story is trying to be like this larger in life thing, but then you get to these moments that are supposed to be character moments. Like whenever Mark writes the X-Men, Kitty Pryde, oh, he's Rachel Summers, uh, Emma Frost. He has no idea who any of these characters are. It doesn't sound like them. It's just bad. It's really, really bad. Um, probably the only character he, he maybe even comes close to nailing is Nick Fury. Um, and they, and we're saddled.
0: Oh, you're telling you're tellin me that Mark Millar could ride a tough guy good?
1: <laughs> well, and we're saddled with this, like, quote-unquote evil version of wolverine talking to himself calling women skanks and um like complaining about how many women daredevil hooks up with and it's like what what is this like this is such a weird toxic thing happening here
0: that's called that that is called mark miller comics though that is what that is Yeah. yeah it is um it's bad people recommend enemy of the state as something that you should read and i would argue no, you should not.
1: <laughs> I, I don't would know. Say, if, yeah, go I, ahead. In
0: fact, no. I know. I did. I know. I did not put this on as the wolver as one of the Wolverine stories you should read when I got paid to write a list that said you should read all these Wolverine stories, and then I made goof em ups half on half of them, uh, but people. <laughs> quote that on wikipedia now so it's this very serious list i know i didn't because i put old man logan because if you're gonna read if you're gonna read one mark miller wolverine blockbuster story do that one it's it's more fun less weird and it's got better art it's got good steve mcniven art instead of questionable john ramita jr art
1: all right i think that's a little harsh but I understand. Hold on, hold on. Did you just turn into Tim Allen? Calm down.
0: You're telling me that you think that mid 2000s John Romita Jr. is stronger than peak Steve McNibb. No, I didn't.
1: Did I say that? Yes. You said that. I did not say that. I said that this is not questionable J.R.J.R. JR. I said that this is still solid J.R.J.R. JR. I'm not saying that it's Let's better say than the controversial.
0: Controversial J.R.J.R. Because JR, I am not alone in my opinion. I feel no, like that's I, reasonable to
1: stay. Yes. There are definitely people out there who, like, after a certain point, don't quite get what he's doing. You know what I mean? He loosens up his style and he's teamed up with Klaus. And they're doing something that I appreciate. But... I agree. It's diminishing returns. If you see, like, where he goes, like, especially with his DC work, it's very, very, like, it's not great at all. Um, all right, let's rank this thing. We got a lot of stories on this big list, on, and we we got to figure out where this goes. We do.
0: We do have a lot of stories on our big list because we're ranking all the X Men stories from best to worst. The best X Men story of all time is House of X Powers of Ten. Number one hundred is. X-Force, Volume 3, 1 through 6, Angels and Demons. Uh, number 200 is Power Pack 20. I don't remember which Power Pack that is, but it's a Power Pack that Wheezy wrote, so it's probably really good. <laughs> I should put I should put names next to it on this list, but I forgot. Uh, Schism is at 300. Uh, 400 is uh, Uncanny X-Men uh, 202, 203, Phoenix versus Beyonder. Number 500 on our list is Phoenix Song, and 543 is The Draco. Where's (laughs) Old Man Logan? Because this is worse than that.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah. Old Man Logan's probably... um, Old Man Logan's at 259. This this is worse than that. This is worse than that. Um, I highlighted at 372 X-Men Deadly Genesis. Better or worse?
0: How is Deadly Genesis at 372? Because it's not very good. No, I felt like I feel like that's high. Oh, well. And Adam, Adam, at some point, because we did Deadly Genesis as like our second episode, Mm. and we didn't do Mutant Summer Special as either our (laughs) third or fourth episode. And I want to say my tastes have evolved in such a way that I cannot imagine putting new mutant summer special below deadly genesis and i've not read either of those stories since Listen, it's just buddy. like how they sit with me as <laughs> as i've aged
1: i'm right there with you there will be justice for the summer special one day but that no there won't
0: we're, we're <laughs> bad at we're bad at fixing this list
1: um all right so that's my question to you is enemy of the state better or worse than deadly genesis it's worse than Deadly. Genesis. i think it's worse um
0: Four hundred is the JRJR Claremont Phoenix versus Beyonder.
1: I think this is better. Three. I think this is better than that.
0: Two spots above that at three ninety eight is Uncanny X Men First Class number eight, The Curse of the Kralich, which is a leprechaun murder mystery. <laughs> and two spots above that is Dazzler, uh, Herald of Galactus, mm-hmm. and both of those are better than this to me. In fact, I think. I think the Beast Amazing Adventures is better than this.
1: I would agree, Um, but if we start looking below this at like the Five Lights, More Island Saga, I I think this is good enough to to beat those.
0: I think it's my feelings on it are just as on par with Judgment War, which Mm. is a four hundred five. That I am fine dropping this as our new four hundred one. Perfect. What? What? Wait. Are you gonna right below the Phoenix and? I would put it below the Phoenix versus Beyonder story.
1: Okay, on, classic JRJR. JR. On this,
0: his art's way better in that one. He does in that Phoenix versus Beyonder story. He does do that like cool double page spread. You that's know what true. I'm talking about? That is
1: true. I'll give you. I'll give you points. That's for cooler.
0: That that's cooler than anything in Enemy of the State. Like Enemy of the State. What's the best double page spread? Is it the, the one where all of the all the bad guys are flying on jetpacks and they all look like, like the rough sketches that he was going to do Jesus before Christ. he actually filled in the detail on these characters. No, respect. I don't
1: know. No respect. There's a I lot respect, of, I respect,
0: <laughs> I respect John Romita jr. For like 25 years of his career. I feel like that's a lot of respect.
1: It is. It is. But I, I don't think the art is nearly as bad as you're making it out to be here. So this is going to be our new 401.
0: It is, it is, and Adam, I'll tell you what—I am a man who does own a hardcover copy of Kick-Ass, the Ooh. Mark Miller, John Romita Jr. comic that I bought when I was a teenager. I want to be clear—I yeah. just haven't gotten rid of it.
1: Man, that's unfortunate. I remember oh, when no, that's ca- right here. I remember when that <laughs> came out, and I was like, "Oh, John Romita Jr. is doing this," and then I found out what it was about, and then i was like, "No, this is not for me. This is uh, this." Is Actually, not for liked
0: me. the Kick-Ass movie. I, yeah. remember really, I remember my wife and I both liked the kick-ass movie. We thought it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, have not watched it in a while. Cannot imagine it has aged. I don't think it was graceful to begin with. I cannot imagine it has aged gracefully.
1: No. No, I doubt that. But it does have Nicolas Cage in it. Um, so, you let's have, go. And Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz, or Merez, uh
0: she... The way she plays Hit Girl is very entertaining, even if the entire character is Little Girl Says a Cuss.
1: Oh, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty one dimensional. Um, all right. Speaking of one dimensional. Just like John Romita
0: Jr.'s art.
1: God. <laughs> I will not stand for this. I will not stand for this when the You're next story, the next story we are talking about is so significantly worse than art. I I I can't tolerate this uh this this bad mouth. Dislike
0: two artists? Hold on. Alright, let's Adam, get. I have I have so much hate in my heart <laughs> to go around. Uh no, our next story is uh from Lethal Larry Hama's Wolverine run. That's Wolverine uh volume two, number 69 to seventy-one. Uh, Dwayne Turner and Chris Ivy uh, are the penciler and inker on this. Steve Bucoletto, uh does colors. Uh, Wolverine goes to the Savage Land with Rogue and Jubilee and some things happen.
1: It feels, tell me if you agree with this, it feels very much like an episode of the animated series. Like yes. that level of like surface level interpretation of the characters. Um, Again, Sar-
0: before the animated series had come out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it it this feels like a like a very '90s story. You've got Sauron showing up with like claws and a crown for some reason. Um, we're basically picking up after the Marvel Fanfare story where the mutates are there, and um, you know uh, that that guy with the big head is still threatening to turn people into primal Brave versions. Brainchild. Yeah.
0: Brainchild. I so, hate him too.
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, Hamas just jumping right into that, and really, uh, the the reason that um, the rogue Wolverine and Jubilee are there is to tr- they think it's insinuated. They never say his name for some reason. They they think that there's evidence that Magneto was there.
0: Yeah, because at this point Magneto was still missing, so they're trying to find him. This is right after. So in Wolverine comics continuity. This is right after all of the stuff with Silver Fox happens. Mm-hmm. So, essentially the last year of this book was the death of Marco Yoshida mm-hmm. at the hands of the coward Matsuo Terasaba. I'm sorry. The death of Marco Yoshida at the Yoshida. I have to I have to get this right. I <laughs> I have to nail the delivery here. The death of Marco Yoshida at the hands of the coward Matsuo Suryaba. And then Wolverine reckoning with both that and his false implanted memories of his time with Silver Fox that may or may not have been real. Dealing with Sabretooth, dealing with Omega Red, and dealing with all the Team X stuff. So it's been heavy, heady, spy stuff and a lot of emotions. And I get the feeling that Lethal Larry Hama just had to let it rip. And are like... <laughs> We're doing dinosaurs now! I want... I'm, I'm. I got to do three months of dinosaurs, man. I'm dying here. (laughs) Too many ninjas. I got to do three months of dinosaurs.
1: Yeah. And it's dumb. It's silly. Um, I really do enjoy the Jubilee stuff in here. Um, Jubilee gets an opportunity to um, like knock a pterodactyl rider um, off his perch and becomes part of the pterodactyl rider uh, clan. <laughs> Which is just great
0: Larry Hama had an idea for exactly that And then realized he had two more issues of story That he had to give Jubilee a subplot in And then yeah. he decided Maybe I just don't <laughs> Maybe she's just vibing this whole time
1: It's great it, I, I love it um, I, I not a lot is happening here a lot of this is literally just wolverine and sauron just punching each other and slashing at each other and uh and the mutates kind of running away from each other and you know at the end of the day they just kind of like leave each other alone and go home you know there's nothing that actually happens here
0: see my problem is i like sauron i i'm staring at a picture of original art featuring prominently sauron uh, so i like him as a character i absolutely do hate the savage land mutates oh they're terrible they're i i'm sure there's no way we haven't talked about this before i yeah. just hate them so much yeah and i feel like every time they're they they are among my least favorite x-men things mm. like listen if they weren't in that one well-drawn story where Magneto comes back, (laughs) no one would think about him. Hey, it's weird that Magneto spent some time creating life and no one talks about it, right? (laughs)
1: Like,
0: he made mutants. He made more mutants. (laughs) And no one has brought that up because, frankly, that's an absolutely wild thing for Magneto to do. (laughs) Magneto today should not be able to make barabbas the four-armed mutant in the savage land i don't care about the savage land that much i don't even care about kazar that much the only reason i'm excited about the upcoming kazar series is because it's by friend of the show zach thompson uh with uh impeccable art by Erman garcia
1: oh i am pumped for that that looks awesome um Dwayne he turner here. absolutely
0: looks like the most Scory is doing thing. a yeah, not like Dwayne Turner here. Yeah,
1: Dwayne is doing like a serviceable Sylvester impression. His Wolverine is kind of interesting. Uh, he kind of draws him with like shorter fins on his head and like very very bulky. Um, he does a pretty good jubilee. He's
0: got, he's got thighs is yeah. the thing his Wolverine has. He his Wolverine will like crush a beer can with his thighs.
1: <laughs> yeah. But again, not much happening here. So, um, you know, aside from the, the the short amount of fun that I had with uh, the Jubilee uh, subplot here, it, unless you just want like three straight issues of Wolverine punching Sauron, which is kind of fun to a certain extent, but it, it just doesn't feel like much of a story. So this isn't like this isn't
0: even the second best wolverine goes to the savage land and fights dinosaur story that i can think of <laughs> it might not even be the third the it like this is extant and that's all it is i have no i have no hate for this comic in any way no matter how much hate is in my heart uh But I had read it before, and I did not recall reading it, and I still do not recall reading it now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just kind of blast. So um, let's put this on the list. I think it's probably going to be in the 400s.
0: Yeah, I think this is a member of the 400 club. Uh, Is it better or worse than 480, which is Wolverine 98 to 100, furnace of his mind, anvil of his heart?
1: Uh, I think that's at least visually much more interesting than this, um, even if the story is a little bit wild. That has some pretty cool Qbert experimentation there. So I'm going to say it's worse.
0: Okay, so I do think there, there's an interesting part of the list mm-hmm. uh, at in the 490s. Four ninety four is Spider Man and X Factor Shadow Games, a comic I know I've read multiple times. Comic <laughs> I know I own. Comic I have no recollection of anything that happens in it. Also, right under that, Psylocke and Archangel Crimson Dawn. Same thing. X Men Liberators is right there. Extreme X Men five through nine, which I think is the Gambit thing. Yeah,
1: I like would... we're
0: we're right there. I think in the weird yeah. section, like weird forgettable all right here's
1: here's what i would say i think quality wise we're probably a step above 491 which is what if the x-men lost inferno um which has that truly terrible mark pachella art um it really does i also enjoyed this more than 489 x factor the quick and the dead Okay,
0: but I'm gonna hold a hard line at 488, which is X Men five through nine, The Man Who Fell to Earth. The reason why I can recall in vivid detail what happens in
1: those stories. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, so this is our new 489.
0: It is. It is. It's uh, the Savage Land Wolverine story, but not the one you're thinking of. Not that good one with the Simonson stuff and the Mignola art. You remember? You remember how on that story, Mike Mignola was? They're like, Mike, do you want to do this story? And he said. Only if I can draw dinosaurs and only if Walt Simonson writes it. And they said, okay. And he said, crap.
1: Love (laughs) that. And a classic was born. All right, buddy, you ready to talk about some mongrels?
0: Yeah. Let's talk about the last story we're going to talk about today. (laughs) Uh, It's from Jason Aaron's uh, Wolverine. It's Wolverine volume four, numbers 10 through 14 Wolverine's revenge. Now, Adam, have you read Aaron's run on Wolverine before his two thousand eleven ish run?
1: I have not uh it's my impression that he went to hell before this, correct as part of this um... yeah
0: Wolverine this this run opens up it's utopia era and Wolverine gets sent to hell. He mm-hmm. doesn't exactly know why uh but he is in judeo christian hell uh and some people are there Marco yashida is there uh Sabretooth is there Puck is there. Uh Puck just died and he I don't I don't think that Puck was a God fearing man. <laughs> and if we know anything about Jason Aaron, it's that Ooh. he very much hates the Christian Bible, but also can not do anything but write about it.
1: It's in this story too. He's still founding it, that. He just Oh, he can't stop. My um, dude
0: my dude is very angry about the existence of religion and Contrary to what some reviews on this podcast have said, Adam and I are not, like, super big on religion as a concept. Um, but I think Jason Aaron sometimes needs to just, like,
1: maybe maybe find some more fertile topics. Yes. Yeah, we've definitely uh, covered Jason's uh, predilection here. Um, we're being introduced here to the red right hand, not the hand. Um, who are no, the red the right the red right hand. Right hand. Well, that's the question.
0: So they sent Wolverine to Hell, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then he gets out, uh, and Puck becomes king of Hell for a time, because it's because after Wolverine kills Satan, uh, or something like that, I forget. Cool. Uh, Puck gets the sword that allows you to rule Hell because he's the toughest guy in Hell, which is great. I love that for Puck. Love that for Puck. Um, But Wolverine's body, while he was in Hell, was going around doing evil things like. You know, bad bad guy stuff. Uh, and the X-Men fought him. They stopped him. Uh, everything's fine. But now Wolverine wants revenge on the group that sent him to hell, the Red Right Hand. And the mystery of this story is who are the Red Right Hand? Because Wolverine ends up at their facility. He knocks the doors down. And he's like, where are they? And he's going feral on a rage thing. And there's all of these... Champions that come to fight him. We're talking about Gunhawk. We're talking about Fire knives. We're talking about Cannonfoot, Soft Fist, and Shadow Stalker.
1: I'm so glad you wrote down who they were because I was gonna be like, I don't know
0: what any of their names are.
1: <laughs> it
0: doesn't. So it doesn't matter. No, the Red Right Hand is using them to get, you know, to stop Wolverine before he can get to their final area and have Wolverine have to, you know do a kung fu movie thing of kill the next guy to move up to the next level of the mortal combat tower
1: at least that Uh, is what we think is happening
0: I mean that is what's happening it is it is what's happening it's just there's there's a twist to it yes because what we find out during this is half of each of these five issues is dedicated to a flashback for Mm -hmm. one of the members of the red right hand and it shows how Wolverine killed someone close to them some point in their lives yes. wolverine killed somebody close to them and that radicalized them into wanting to spend their entire lives dedicated towards revenge against him
1: mm-hmm. yeah so they have formed this this cult really um and they have figured out the what they think is the best way to make him empathize with what they went through. And there's a variety of different scenarios here. Either Wolverine was like, you know, on a hit with sabretooth or he, you know, killed somebody because they were a bystander in, in a, a heroic situation, whatever it is, he, he's killed all these. Or, people.
0: or it was during Enemy of the State, in one of the seven thousand people he murdered.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a direct callback. I, to Enemy I of had State.
0: forgotten about that. <laughs> if I had not, I don't know if Jason Aaron thought that that was like an iconic moment for Wolverine, and maybe it was. But if I had not read Enemy of the State. That same week? I would not have realized that one of the characters' backstory is that his mom was the doctor who was supposed to help out Wolverine in Enemy of the State, and Wolverine stabs her in the gullet.
1: I will say, when I did that page flip, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I like that callback. Because um, it's it's a... like
0: If there weren't 6,999 other people that he murdered during Enemy of the State, I would feel, like, different about it. <laughs>
1: sure so um, she's
0: not that special
1: the the cult uh is very like you know dakin is involved in this and basically the cult is like okay well what we're gonna do is before he can kill us we're all gonna kill ourselves and then he's gonna learn who these champions were the mongrels and zach who are the mongrels
0: they're his kids wolverine killed five of his children <laughs> because Wolverine's very old And has slept around a lot So they found five of his kids And I think it was a hand ninja Or something they tried to train him And she pulled him aside and said I can't train They suck They are going <laughs> to die immediately And they said yeah we know It's okay we want them to Um. So Wolverine Essentially the story Is look at all this bad stuff Wolverine has done And you get there and you see that they have all drank the Kool-Aid. They are all out and a video plays explaining their master plan. And Wolverine has now just killed five of his kids and cannot even get revenge on these people that sent him to hell. And they're like, that's all. That's how we break Wolverine.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I'll give Aaron a hand here. I think it's clever. Um, I think it's
0: very clever.
1: I think it's clever. Um, I think it's pretty well executed. Um, the art is. Um, why am I? Oh, I'm on the last issue, which has a different
0: artist. It's no, it's Reneto Guedes.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, does the art? Um, I I think the art's pretty good. I mean, for for the story that it's trying to I tell. I think the
0: art's fine. I think I think that's going to be the big caveat on it. For the story that it's trying to tell, it is a well-executed thing. Probably doesn't need to be five issues long if we're being realistic. Mm-hmm. Probably probably get this done in two or three. Yeah. We could, we can focus... L- By the time it's the fifth person's backstory about how Wolverine has killed their family during some event in his long past, I'm sitting there saying... I get it. I get it. Yeah. You really, really... You could have just done the one, and we would have gotten, gotten the idea of what happened. Maybe two. You, you, it drags a bit. Sure. Like the mongrels, the mongrels are not that interesting, and I understand that that is intentional. I understand exactly what Aaron's doing, and again, I think he's a very clever boy for doing it like this way. I have, I have challenges with it.
1: Yeah my um issue is not as much with the the flashbacks. I think those are fairly interesting and and kind of unique in the the ways in which Wolverine is wrong them, but the mongrels themselves are like so bland. Um one of them is kind of like a Claremont bondage assassin. One's a guy who kicks rocks. Like,
0: <laughs> it is weird that the Claremont bondage assassin knows that Wolverine is her dad and does still try and bone down with him it's really creepy like it's weird that that's a choice that Aaron made
1: yeah but all those characters are very very bland and and not fairly interesting so it it doesn't make the actual like fights all that interesting because you know he's going to take them out um it's just how long it's gonna yeah, take because he's destroying
0: yeah, he's destroying them immediately. This is there are no
1: stakes to these.
0: Again, intentionally, again, very clever, Jason.
1: Yes. I but also it, can I also just give Jason Aaron credit for one other thing that Mark Miller like completely This is a, I didn't mention this when we talked about Enemy of the State at the beginning of the episode. For Enemy of the State to work, Wolverine has to die. You can't kill Wolverine. And Jason Aaron is very intelligent here in saying these villains know that they can't kill him. They sent him to hell expecting him to come back and this is their revenge plot and they the the whole thing hinges on the fact that you can't kill him, which I do appreciate that 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 makes I think sense that's
0: again I think it's clever. I do think that Jason Aaron has a great handle on Wolverine's voice. Mm-hmm. He's always had a great handle on Wolverine's voice. he gets it every every. Time that Wolverine speaks and it's limited, which is a good thing for Wolverine because he's a more introspective, quiet character. Right. It really works there. Here's my struggle with this story is that it's wanting you. It's not. It's a story that breaks the medium because it's asking you to accept. That everything is realistic in the world in that the good hero wolverine who yes killed seven thousand people (laughs) in another story we've talked about this but you know it's saying well in reality wolverine would be horrible and he could not be the protagonist and he would have ruined so many thousands of lives and that's that's a beat that is on the same level to me as well what if batman just donated all of his money to charity. <laughs> like it's it's not engaging with the material. It's not it's not it's not like accepting that this is a comic this it's the let's do dark gritty and realistic versions of this and that's not that's not what I come to wolverine for. I come to wolverine for the stabs and the fights and the good stuff and if there's introspective character work it can be done and it can be done well. I just I don't think the best way to do that is by saying Wolverine has ruined literally thousands upon thousands of lives and I want you to cheer for him.
1: Yeah, no, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, if, if the uh, Marvel Universe is to be taken, like, seriously and not as a, a cartoon, you know, you have to accept that the collateral damage that's caused by the superhero fights are, you know, catastrophic in terms of their deaths. It's uh, that's right? why damage control works. Damage control works
0: because it essentially says, "Hey, yes, we understand that, yes, Mr. pedantic nerd, there would be collateral damage." <laughs> that's why it's a joke series. Damage right. control is a joke series because comics cannot survive that level of scrutiny. That's not what that's not the universe that they have built. So, if your entire focus is on the collateral damage of superhero fights, and look at all this stuff. We have to destroy superheroes. Freaking go back to 1984. Go, like, enjoy all the deconstruction stuff that even engages with the material and does it well, and then don't regurgitate that back to me because it's already been done. We get it. People have made the points better than you could, and the counterpoint to that is, yeah, man, that's not what the story is about, though. It's fiction. Yeah. Yes, Wolverine would be a bad person in real life. I agree. <laughs> Luckily, he's a two-dimensional cartoon character for children. So if he
1: stabs seven thousand people, guess what? No one died. Right. <laughs> um. So I, I do think that it's well told. Um. I do think it's well drawn. I I agree that I think it's just it's just a little bit. Oh, it's it's over the top, you know what I mean? Um, Especially in the idea that these are his children, and he spends the last issue like dragging their bodies around to go get buried, Um, and it's supposed to be this like you know mental thing for him. And this is this is supposed to break Wolverine
0: ahead of the school. Right. This is supposed to be in Jason Aaron's mind. This is what makes Wolverine renounce violence but here's the thing Wolverine can't renounce violence do you know why because he's a man with six knives <laughs> in his hand and that's all he does right right he is violence the these stories do not get endings
1: well that's, the, that's the other thing and the
0: terror of this yeah
1: you're never gonna get any kind of backstory on like and nor would you want to because the mongrels are not interesting enough to warrant it So there's a, there's a cool premise here, but you would never want to actually follow up with any of that. Like it doesn't have the same, what usually works with the Wolverine story is that there's mystery and intrigue about what happened to him in the past. And this time you're like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) I don't really want to know any of that.
0: The problem is, the problem is besides twisting the knife of the mongrels and Mm -hmm. like, oh, these are your kids, by the way. You learn pretty much everything you need to know by issue one. Right. You get it.
1: Yeah, you don't need... With
0: the first backstory, you understand what the red right hand is doing, and you can infer, oh, yeah, they would probably be mad at Wolverine. Right. That makes sense. I wonder what these weird guys are. He probably killed their family, too. Okay.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I think we could probably rank this. um... Probably. And, you know, it's it's not that I, like don't recommend this i just you know it's kind of like middling to me um you know
0: power pack 20 is is the is at 200 and it's better than this is better than power or power pack 20 is better because this is the proto inferno
1: oh wait i'm sorry you're saying the power pack is better correct
0: yeah at 200 proto inferno power pack which is what i've written down now so i don't run into this again (laughs) is better
1: yeah i would say at 300 uh schism is better Schism is better. Yeah.
0: That's weird to say. That's that's suspicious.
1: <laughs> uh, now, down at 350, we have Generation Hope, one to four. The future is a four-letter word. I think this is probably better than that.
0: Yeah, that's, this is the right area, because right around there, you've got Mr. M from District X. you got Primer from the Brian Wood, Olivier Coypel, uh x-men but Mm -hmm. just a couple of spots above is x23 four through seven songs of the orphan child uh which is that x23 mrs sinister gambit story uh i think that one's better than this i think we're in the right spot
1: yeah i do too how do you feel
0: about it compared to tombstone blues from gambit
1: (laughs) i feel like i liked tombstone blues more even though that was very stupid too. but i think it I it's very stupid i do think i liked it better than i know that this has its uh fans um but girl school from heck i think this is better than that
0: it is this can be 349 awesome wolverine's revenge that was a lot of wolverine Adam, we did it yay we did it and guess what next week is
1: well, oh what's next week
0: it's not more Wolverine. That's the thing. <laughs> um, it's not. Uh, next week will be a fun one. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I did want to once again thank Will uh, for being a great patron. Uh, if you want to be like Will, I gave a big spiel at the beginning of this episode. Go listen to that. Otherwise, uh, Adam, what do you got going on this week?
1: Um, well, uh, you were talking about Comics XF before, and uh, we've got this new newsletter. Uh, So definitely check out our social media and make sure that you subscribe. Um, There's two of them that have come out uh, as of this recording. And um, I actually wrote the editorial for the second one. So, um, you know, if you want to see my extended thoughts about Hickman leaving uh, the uh, the X office, uh, you can check that out um exclusively there in the newsletter so check it out subscribe i think that's cool you can always follow me at Arthur Stacy on twitter and uh zach anything else you want to highlight before we talk about next week
0: no the newsletter is the big thing it's really cool uh friend of the show dan groat and jason large uh put a lot of effort into getting that going among others Mm -hmm. uh charlie davis uh It was a lot of work by a lot of people to get this thing going, um, but we're really excited about it. Essentially, here's the thing. There's the editorial. There's profiles about some people on the site and some of the non-comic stuff that we're enjoying right now. And then it's also got a nice little index of some of the best content from the site that you might have missed every week and all the podcasts that we put out like our friends over at Chris's on Infinite Earths or WMQ Comic and Ed Comics Podcast. They have some great interviews. I don't yeah. know who they have this week. That's probably good. <laughs> is it Mark Russell? Was it Mark Russell this week?
1: I, I haven't listened or to the new episode. Week? They, I The last one I listened to was their uh, Mask of the Phantasm uh, episode that they recorded last year during the pandemic. So, uh, which I can't say is over. Um, anyway, <laughs> Still living the times. We can cut we can cut out
0: the part where you where you admitted to one of our friends that you don't listen to their podcast. That's fine.
1: No, no. They they specifically recorded it in case they needed a fill-in episode and then they
0: uh anyway. Go check out the newsletter. It's great. Next week, uh Buddy, we're going back. Woo! We're going back to the age of apocalypse, baby. Yeah. We got some AOA stories that we are going to cover. <laughs> I'm excited. This is this is the pick me up I needed. Uh, so that'll be a fun one. But until then, folks, this has been Battle of the Atom. We hope you survived the experience.
1: Get it!